All right, let's keep this short. <laughs> Famous last words. Yep. All right. Anyways, there's been a lot of. Uh, I'm quite happy that we actually delayed our recording this week, because there's been <laughs> which was totally intentional. Yeah, uh, definitely intentional. But because there's been so many things happening the latest few days related to Apple and potential conferences not really like it's more it's more about santa clara county banning their mass uh, banning mass gatherings mm -hmm. um and i think this seemed to this is something that could impact wwdc i mean at the moment that that ban isn't it's only for like three weeks yeah yeah but i'm wondering if um in general i mean that that makes it seem like people should take more precautions in general and i'm not mm -hmm. sure if three weeks is enough for that we'll see if that's going to be extended so things are still in limbo um do you think this will impact the mars event the march event <laughs> mars would be a safe place for an event <laughs> uh i mean yeah sounds like it right yeah you probably don't want to invite a whole bunch of people when yeah when the the county you're in is banning events yeah. or, or kind of mass gatherings. Also, like Apple's not even like everyone at Apple is working from home this week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Google just announced that all North American employees are working from home. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, I think a March event is almost. I don't know if this, I mean, it's definitely impacting it, but I wonder if it means there won't be a, like they will be delaying the March event or if it's going to be like another 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 type of event like we spoke about last week we were talking about how wwdc might be digital this could be just a digital event or potentially a press release yeah i if think there are i think things that have to come out i mean the different factors right um production seems to also be impacted for whatever apple would announce um so maybe maybe they they the entire schedule is kind of uh, pushed out a bit, right? Yeah, at which yeah. point, well... What, what, what do you think you do at that point? Do you think you still announce things in March and then just say things will be coming out later? Due I mean, to considering that it's probably going to be a press event, mm -hmm. or not a press event, a press... Press release? Release. So, yeah. um, just just announce it when... when when things are kind of in a in a way that they can be announced. It's not it's not the most core releases, right? It, it's probably the cheaper iPhone, iPad stuff, but nothing that you know. It's not not mm -hmm. that, not the new iPhone. It's not that scale of of a release. Mm -hmm. So have the press release or some even some kind of small hands on whenever <laughs> all the things kind of in place i don't think there's any any reason to have to press release the same day you would have had the press event otherwise yeah yeah no i think even if people do expect a march event i think it's understandable if there isn't one right now mm. so i I, I, I barely think you need to mention that there isn't no gonna be definitely an event. not yeah i mean definitely not i don't <laughs> think apple will announce hey people there won't be an event the event we didn't we, tell anyone about yeah, yeah that's not happening it's like wait yeah. what event We're, we will see if when when it happens, we're not gonna tell you when though. Mm. Yeah, that would that would be weird. Yeah, I I'm still trying to figure out whether or not WWDC has been cancelled already, or if they're still waiting. So I went through. I went to as any reasonable person speculating those things would do. I went to the San Jose Fairmont website, mm -hmm. um, which is a hotel that Apple tend to book for. Um, conference attendees, uh, so they tend to reserve rooms beforehand so that you can buy them on a discounted rate compared to what what they are if you go directly through Fairmont. Discounted uh, in, in air quotes. <laughs> yeah, but but they tend to be cheaper if you go through if if you're managing to get one of the rooms that Apple is 
like providing. Um, it tends to be cheaper than buying them directly from Fairmont. And the week that we would expect WWDC to be still have higher prices than mm. the other weeks. So I don't know if this is just Fairmont not changing the prices or something. It seems like at least nothing has been changed on that end. But like June is a, it's timing wise, it's interesting, right? Because most of those things, it, it's just far enough away that things could have been under control by that point. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we're, we're months away still. <laughs> like it's it's not. Yeah. I, I can totally see why everything within the next four weeks, right? Because yeah, you kind of yeah, have definitely. those waves. Because like even if people are sick, pe- even if people do get the virus now, it might take them up to a week to get sick, mm. and then they will have th- two two more weeks to recover. Mm. So uh, like three weeks is the minimum of what you would want to. I mean, it's definitely going to be longer, but yeah, we're yeah. we're far enough away. Like let's say two months. It's kind of at the edge where it's like maybe things are just. Fine, you know. Yeah, um, it's in three months though. The uh, WWDC. Yeah, could be in yeah, three months. exactly. Yeah. So it's 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 far enough away that things could come down and be okay. But it's also the U.S. government is not handling this kind of uh, situation as well as a lot of the other places, and mm-hmm. the U.S. is kind of uniquely positioned to <laughs> spread viruses and germs, right? Yeah, yeah we we're talking about this earlier today. Yeah, you kind of have the combination, right? First of all, uh, the healthcare system is is the worst. Like, there's, it's just, you know, it's. it's I mean, just, I don't doubt that the healthcare you can get is. Yeah, yeah, like, for millionaires, you'll yeah. be fine. But yeah. you know, but the problem is that most people in the US are not millionaires, <laughs> yeah. despite them having a lot of them. But it's like healthcare is just unequivocally one of the worst in the developed world. Um, yeah, in you, terms of public healthcare. Yeah, you do have no sick leave for most people mm-hmm. in the u.s mm-hmm. right if you're if you're like in the privileged few of like in the tech world or some other uh, industries you, you can get sick leave but most people have no sick leave so if they're not going to work they're not getting any money yeah. or people who might have a more generous sick leave but mm-hmm. they're only their their wage is like 95 percent tip yeah you know you're yeah. not getting a lot of tip while being home sick or self-quarantining yourself yeah. Yeah. so those kind of things just promote people pushing through and going to work despite yeah, yeah. Uh, getting, you know, despite... Yeah. And I, I also think the people might not... Even if they do have the virus, they might not get themselves tested, so... Yeah, because it, in the US you also pay for the test, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And then other things like, you know, you have a lot more contact. Like I know, it's like, it, uh, we were talking about that, how, how nice it is. Like, you never have to hand your credit card to someone. You never have to sign for things. I mean, sure, if you get the delivery parcel, yeah. But like in, in the Even US... That, I don't remember the last time I signed for delivery. Uh, I signed for a few things. Really? But, yeah. For delivery? In yeah. Canada? Yeah. Yeah. From like UPS. Weird. Yeah. Uh, but I think like in he, the US... When? What, what did you... <laughs> This was at um, when I was working from an office, and something was delivered for the office. They I usually ask who is different. receiving it. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, so it might be an office address specific thing. But apart from that, it's like I'm never uh, like I'm not I'm never required to sign for something when I'm paying things. Mm. Like if I just go and buy a coffee, I would never be asked to sign somewhere. Mm. That that's just weird, and I think if you if you keep on touching like the same pens, the same like uh, receipts, and if you keep on like giving your cash. card away to people, yeah, using cash, it's just um, using paper money mm. instead of plastic money. It's just gonna like there are more 
places that can spread mm. the germs. I think. Mm. I mean that 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 that's something you can avoid a lot easier mm. in other countries. Yeah, and I mean in <laughs> over the course of the U.S. history, this is not necessarily the most competent uh, uh, group of people running the White House at the moment. So that doesn't help. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. Uh, what happens but yeah. i think yeah. most most kind of normal countries will probably be in a decent situation by june but who knows what what san jose will be like at that yeah. point i do think it's great to see that like companies that can give their their employer employees uh, like sick leave and can tell people to work from home are actually starting to do this i appreciate uh, microsoft deciding to pay oh, their yeah. hourly um they, so so microsoft was telling everyone at the campus to work from home um and the problem with that is that there are many people who work uh, who are staff at Microsoft at the Microsoft campus that might be paid by a hourly like uh, service by workers. how many hours they work? Yeah, so people who work in like the cafeteria or um, people who who do like hourly hourly work, and I think they are not as needed during this period because there are no people there. So if you work in the cafeteria, you're not gonna serve any people. But they are still Microsoft decided to still pay their uh, hourly employees mm -hmm. so i think that's that's despite really good. them not actually being there exactly yeah mm -hmm. yeah so they don't have to worry about not not getting paid during these periods and i think that's that's really good if you're a company that can do that i think that's great to see mm -hmm. uh, that they step up because mm -hmm. it's one thing to have uh like a bad sickness going around or a, a, a bad virus going around but if you also then have to worry about your income at the same time it's i think that would be quite tough for mm -hmm. many people uh, especially like you say kai in countries where you don't really get sick leave that's mm. even harder so i really appreciate that they did that mm. yeah and it's also fun to see how everyone on Twitter, everyone in SF is now a remote work expert. <laughs> I know. I love seeing what I enjoy seeing is like everyone who's just super bored. <laughs> I saw someone just writing, uh, like people just miss the interaction. Like you can't ask someone like how their day was. It's just, it's just this. Uh, but it's also fun how it's like, Based on two days of remote work, I have this uh, twelve-page blog post <laughs> yeah. about how remote work will reshape the future of of employment. Yeah, do you think this overall is gonna be? I think I don't remember when we when or who we spoke to <laughs> about this, but I enjoyed the conversation. So <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, I, I want to give someone credit because we spoke about this. Um, so I wonder if this will be the situation that promotes. Um, remote work that's like this is how we solved remote work and everyone sort of just figures out how remote work can work efficiently or if it's going to be the other way around where it's like look we all tried working remotely and it didn't work mm. because no one was set up for it mm. I'm curious to see how what will happen in the tech industry I mean in general I, I just think remote work and like all of those kind of things when you when you talk about teams it's not a general solution I don't think all teams can work remotely not all yeah. teams can work remotely. Not and every even person can, can work remotely, right? It's yeah. so and even if they can work remotely, I think all of the structures of working remotely would be different from team mm. to team as well, depending on the size, depending on what type of work you do, and depending on how you collaborate with each other. Yeah. And I mean, even in our, like, even if I look just at my own experience, like I've worked with people who were probably twice as as productive and happy. I don't know if, how that reflects <laughs> on us um, while working remotely um, because they didn't have to do the commute they didn't want. They kind of like to just get work done, heads yeah. down, not not 
that they the kind of people that didn't want to be in meetings or discuss things anyway it's like people that kind of worked that way it worked really well for them and i also worked with people that i knew when they <laughs> when they worked in air quotes remotely there was like no output at all you yeah, know yeah yeah. And I think that is, again, as with everything, with employees and people and humans, it is very much dependent on on, on those factors. You know, I think yeah. there will probably be some teams that realize, whoa, we were very much set up to, to handle remote work and maybe make that a thing that is more accessible to everyone mm -hmm. now because we it's it, it worked out well. Well, I also think there will be other teams where it's like, whoa, this was our least productive week or, or two weeks or whatever time yeah. period in our in our team history right I, mm -hmm. i think there will be a broad range but in general there's probably benefit of of experimenting with that like there's probably benefit from teams trying to see how how remote work might look like despite it kind mm. of being forced and not kind of uh you know yeah that's the thing if you haven't really planned for it and don't have things set up for that type of work environment that could make things i don't know if it will be if people will work remotely long enough to get into a flow but like, at the same time i think there's a benefit of people being forced into it and having to figure it out rather than listening to remote work experts who figured it all out and trying to sell yeah. companies on how they can do remote work because again it's too individual for each team i think to have a universal like i think the two of us we worked in At least for me, I probably worked in three or four companies at some point mm -hmm. uh, remotely for, for a longer period of time mm -hmm. or, or certain contracts and those kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. And it was different every single time. Yeah, but also different from day to day and depending exactly. on tasks. Like I think, yeah, if I just want to sit down and get like certain tasks done and I want to get like, I know the exact work I want to get done. Yeah, then, then sure, remote work can be really good because you really get to focus, especially if the office space that you're in usually is like an office work environment, uh, an open office space, um, you know, then, then it's a lot harder to block things out. But, but there are also so many other factors, right? Is everyone remote? Yeah. Are you the only one remote? Are there different teams that are remote in different places, but mm -hmm. kind of physically together as in team levels? Uh, where in your product cycle are you? Where, yeah. you know. And that's what I was going to say. Like, if you're not at that point where you can just sit down and know exactly what you want to work on where you might want to have a lot of meetings or not even meetings just like open discussions or just work together and like try to figure out certain problems then i think that's harder to do remotely i i, I always found that to be a bit less enjoyable mm -hmm. um, definitely but i think potentially if everyone is remote that can be different as well uh, i wonder how many managers are now realizing wait what am i doing all i know yeah <laughs> Yeah, because I I definitely had that in one job where I worked more as a manager role mm -hmm. or managerial role, and then going remote, I was like, wait, what do I usually spend like it's eight like, to twelve hours on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, and like, I think especially if you have that type of role, it can feel a lot less efficient because all you do is like typing messages to people, and it's a lot mm -hmm. more asynchronous. And I feel like that just That does slow a lot of things down. Like all conversations tend to be a lot slower when you mm -hmm. do it remotely. Um, so I think like what I really like in those situations is to just like jump on a call and make sure that you figure things out mm -hmm. rather than having to have this, um, uh, this unsynchronous or, uh, converse conversation. Yeah. I, I definitely think like if, if you have the option to do Zoom or Slack remote work, I, I always prefer Zoom as a, general term for for video 
yeah. type chat and Slack for the asynchronous text. Why well, use the word video chat or asynchronous text when <laughs> you, you can, can use... first use a word and then explain yeah. it in 15 minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I'm definitely, me personally, and in the work I worked in, I preferred the Zoom approach where you just kind of spend time together, talk about it rather than going asynchronous. I found that a lot more productive, but... Again, I don't. Yeah, I don't want to add to all the. I also think that you and I are not people who mi- we we don't mind being interrupted if we're in the same office as someone either. So I think the reason why you like doing the video call is because you would like to just go up to someone. Mm. But I think some people it's just might... higher bandwidth, right? Yeah, like a yeah. higher bandwidth communication. But <laughs> but I think that some people are you, are you a spokesperson for Zoom or? <laughs> uh, but I think that some people don't want to be interrupted when they are at work in the first place. Even mm-hmm. if they have people around them and they can just talk to people, they prefer to write messages to each mm-hmm. other because they like being asynchronous. So for those people who feel more focused that way, it might be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's, yeah. it also, like we had in our teams, right? Some people you knew you would rather send a message, hey, get back to me on this when you're ready, mm. while other people you would walk up to, right? It's, yeah, it's not yeah. a... It's not, it's it not a It shouldn't be a company thing, policy yeah. to, to send a Slack message to everyone, and it shouldn't be a company policy to, to uh, tap their shoulder. You know, it depends. Figure out how your team and the people you work with work and what, what, what distru- dis- disrupts what they're doing and what doesn't, and then deal yeah, with that yeah. on That's an individual like, level. There's really no golden rule on how ru, rule on how you can behave with every single person. Mm. So obviously, there's not going to be a golden rule on how every company can work remotely. Mm-hmm. I think, I think maybe you maybe maybe this is a good thing. Like people would just have to figure it out, and mm. that might be useful. Mm. Yeah, it's, it will be interesting. Yeah. Uh, also, hope that uh, the Zoom servers stay up. <laughs> Imagine that now. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Um. All right. Cool. Um, so, have you been to 9 to 5, Mac, anytime in the last uh, 48 hours? Yes, I in, have. In case Apple uh, cancels their keynote, I think 9 to 5, Mac <laughs> tries to fill in the gaps. <laughs> yeah, so much for a digital WWDC. It's just, <laughs> just let 9 to 5, Mac handle it. Oh. Um, yeah, so for those don't know, who don't know who, what we're talking about, um, 9 to 5, Mac seem to have gotten access to a iOS 14 early version like a leak of the of the of an early version of is 14 i think they and said Mac that rumors this was, as well i think yeah yeah i think they said that this was from a december build mm-hmm. so it's quite old mm-hmm. and i don't know like obviously i hoped uh, i think there's probably going to be more and more things in there that we don't know about but this has already revealed a lot of things that are coming to is 14 i mean then again uh, we also had a software leak for iOS 13, right? And if we look at that, mm. software leaks that were in, in those, I call it iOS 13, but like across macOS, watchOS, and all the others, mm-hmm. um, we had sleep tracking that didn't ever <laughs> make it, right? <laughs> we had the um, the tile Apple, like find find your things yeah, software uh, in there yeah. that never made it. Okay. We had the uh, redesigned uh, mail app that never made mm-hmm. it. We had updates to the Messages app on macOS that never made it. Yeah. Uh, what was the other we thing? We also had uh, AirPods Pro and that made it. Yeah, I'm not saying nothing. <laughs> that would be concerning <laughs> if, if if nothing ever makes it. I'm just yeah. saying j- just because it's... I mean, it definitely means people at Apple 
worked on that at some point and plan to probably ship it yeah. in iOS 14. Yeah, and that's the thing. Point. It doesn't always mean that this is going to be out on day one. And also it doesn't mean that it's iOS 14 exclusive. And it doesn't mean it will actually ever be out. Yeah. Right? Certain things will also just not ship. Yeah. Uh, like even if you look at the uh, AR stuff, right? The AR stuff that actually, like the AR headset that shipped with one of the public, actual public yeah. betas and actual yeah. beta. Yeah. So that was actually... Sh- they they ship that stuff to to normal users, not through a leak, but through yeah. an actual Apple download. Uh, but and even that, that, made, and that also made it seem like that is close to being done, mm. right? The fact that it was in there. Mm. But uh, even that didn't actually ship. So just yeah. because it's in the software, like just as a disclaimer up front, just because it was in one build in iOS 14 doesn't mean we'll actually see it in June or, yeah. or really at all. But yeah, nevertheless, yeah. it's interesting <laughs> to get an insight of what Apple's working on. But that said, I think... I think you're right. This is basically just saying what Apple is working on. And I think all the things that I have read so far were things that I expected them to work on sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like nothing is like, whoa, they're making a flying car. Like Mm -hmm. what? Um, It's it's things that are quite obvious like things that make sense for apple to work on so i think but but i think we could highlight a few things that i found to be interesting all right yeah so i think i'm not i'm not really a big ipad user Mm -hmm. um but um (laughs) there have been talks there have been rumors or parts of the leak of ios 14 have indicated that the ipad will have a pointing device Mm -hmm. or support for a pointing device Mm -hmm. you can have like a cursor um, and this seems reasonable, and I think that's something you already seen in the accessibility settings for the iPad. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense to sort of surface that a bit more. And I think what I wanted to talk about is how this. Could I mean, there's potentially... even rumors for the trackpads uh, yeah, accessory, trackpad right? Case. The trackboard, yeah. no, the trackpad and keyboard case. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it would basically be like a Mac Pro sort of or MacBook sort of setup. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, what I wanted to talk about specifically is how this could work together with something like a um, Xcode, Xcode on iPad. Mm-hmm. Because we've been talking about this before and I mm-hmm. think this would make it feel more like a powerful device that you can use in a more flexible way more like a more like a MacBook but still with a different type of operating system, mm-hmm. right? It's going to be iPad OS. Um, but I think having something like a pointing device could really make it easier to do things like Swift UI on the iPad because mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about your fat finger being in the way. You can just easily move move things around with a pointing device. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that Whose would be... Whose finger are you calling fat? <laughs> I'm calling my finger fat. Okay. You guys can all judge your own fingers. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, what do you think about that? Yes, yeah, interesting. What, like, do you think there's a particular thing that made <laughs> Apple be like, okay, we need a point in device for the iPad to do this? I mean, in general, text selection is pretty broken in iOS 13, at least for me. And I've heard some other <laughs> yeah. people uh, voicing the same same concerns. And realistically, it would be quite painful to use, um, like, let's say we have an Xcode on iPad with the current way text selection works. It would be quite painful to use that in an Xcode environment to me. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. having having a like a mouse type input or trackpad input would would obviously help with that quite a lot. Um, in general, if we're seeing at all, like if we're seeing expanded um, external display support, then it makes a lot more sense, right? Because 
it's it's one thing to have the iPad having a mouse input that you can you know you could say that mm -hmm. makes sense or not whatever but for an external display a hundred percent right because you don't have touchscreen external displays and it's super yeah. awkward to kind of try to translate touch gestures onto an external display otherwise yeah, because external display support is already a thing for the iPad right exactly yeah but it's yeah. it's kind of weird yeah um, I think the way they marketed it last time was that you should use sort of the pencil to draw things mm. uh, on the tablet and then you see it on the screen and then if, if you want to look at an Xcode specific I mean the setup would be kind of cool right if you have your entire text editor and those kind of things mm -hmm. and your documentation if there is any um, <laughs> on, on your external display and then have the app live, like the preview part of the app, but interactive on the iPad. Mm -hmm. So you actually use it like a code editor, and then the iPad is just showing you the outcome of that, and you can mm -hmm. interact with it like you would on on an iOS device. That would be a very nice setup, right? You use your mouse and keyboard mm -hmm. for for the code editing part, and then your fingers for the for for actually using the device. I I could totally mm -hmm. see how that would make sense. Mm -hmm. And in general, it just allows for a lot more pro workflows yeah like i mean at the moment the ipad is called ipad pro but it's yeah pro-ish <laughs> more more than the other but not actually you know i mean it's currently called ipad pro i know well. but it, it feels like why <laughs> um but i because they can charge more <laughs> but i think no i mean like, there are there are things that it's it's pro it's it's yeah, probably but it's, like it's, pencil support it's, that's the only thing on the ipad yeah pro, but right? it's a yeah. i mean but you can have pencil support on the non-iPad Pro <laughs> I, as well. I know, yeah. It is very, very like, well, you kind of have to bend it to be a Pro. Mm -hmm. Well, those kind of workflows, I could actually see becoming a lot more powerful. Like yeah. I, I, like input is is challenging for a lot of workflows. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're also getting to a point where it's like, where where's the line between the iPad and the Mac? Yeah, that's it, what I was, yeah. You know, we, we like Apple was always very proud of it not being the the Microsoft Surface approach. It's mm -hmm. like, no, we, you know, we have we have the iPad and we have the Mac and they're different things for different reasons mm. because they're different devices. Uh, if input starts to kind of align more, yeah, it will be interesting. Yeah, at some point it almost, sorry. It, it, yeah, at, at some point it's, it seems like it's more of a, which operating system exactly. do you prefer? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, maybe that's maybe that's good because then they can compete on even footing, and maybe you know it's mm. it's not that I'm inherently uh, wanting one or the other to to be a hundred percent of the market, right? Mm. I, I Apple is best when they're competing. Mm -hmm. If they're competing with themselves, that's that's great, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, yeah, yeah, that's a good way of saying it, I guess. But I mean, that's that's what they usually do, anyways. Yeah. So I I don't mind if if there's actually the you know the more those devices can do similar things the more they actually compete right because the more you have like mm. um the choice do you want the i don't know affinity designer on mac or ios mm -hmm. or ipad os which one is better which one is better to use which one is better for your workflow and if if we're getting more and more to a point where those two platforms compete i mean it's a bit biased because i think more people spend time making ios apps than the macOS apps but it would i think overall that could be a good thing for for both platforms. Mm -hmm. And it will yeah. definitely make the iPad more interesting to me. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't see myself holding it for hours doing doing any kind of prolonged workflow. Well, with a keyboard and, and a like input device that's not just my finger, I can totally see how that's becoming more and more appealing to, to someone like myself. Other things that, um, that also seem to appear is, again, the over-ear headphones. I think that could be kind of interesting. 
um, yeah. Apple over your headphones. Yeah. I mean, not a lot, not a lot about it. it just seems like a glyph, but that's, um, I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Apple seems to to spend more and more effort on on good headphones for different use cases. And you have the first iteration was the the standard earpods um, replacement, right? Where mm-hmm. it's like AirPods. The first and second generation is like the um, headphones for everyone. And super successful. Then the next generation with the AirPods Pro being the in-ear type headphones. Mm-hmm. And over a year seems like the category they're still missing. Yeah, Beats yeah. is ser- serving that. but I That's I, what I was wondering. Why do you think they feel like they need to do this when they have I think beats? they're just different market segments. Yeah. I yeah. think the over-ear headphones from Apple will probably be slightly more expensive, slightly less bass heavy and, yeah. and kind of apple stylistic rather than yeah. the that's the thing i think i'm definitely really enjoying my airpods and that's something i would buy again but if i would look for over ear, ear headphones i would not look for beats i would look for something else yeah and it's also i mean realistically for me most of the the audio that comes out of my uh, airpods is podcasts i don't need any better sound quality than i have already the only thing that i would personally be missing is for flying like i like having um uh, noise cancellation but the airports pro have that so if mm-hmm. i would try them if at some point if 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 traveling ever is a thing again uh, <laughs> in the future i would totally try airports pro see if yeah. they're good enough for for plane travel and mm-hmm. if not if apple would have noise cancelling over ear headphones that seems like the so which one would you prefer i mean i would prefer the in-ear if if they're comfortable, yeah, because they're super tiny, right? I, yeah, I just uh, I've been saying this before. I like to have something that visually shows people that I'm listening, that I'm not gonna listen to them. I don't know. I, I'm happy to. <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I'm happy to ignore people. people whether they know <laughs> it or not. Um, I don't know. For me, it's a comfort thing. Like on a plane, how often do I get interrupted? Anyways, I mean, yeah, you, yeah. You no, that's the thing. Like on a plane, they're fine. But I think I would like to wear noise cancelling headphones in other situations, and then I think over here would be quite nice all right i i don't have a lot of situations where people need to know that they shouldn't interrupt me i'm i'm very very open to interruption but at the same time i don't have a lot of people to interrupt me from doing things so i, I mm. it's not a not not a problem i need to solve i would purely go for what is the most comfortable for me and mm. i think having small headphones is very comfortable because you don't have to have you know like mm-hmm. airpods you fit in your jeans pocket while over your headphones probably wouldn't. Uh, yeah, that would be very impressive to do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, that 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 for me is just a decision process. Okay. Otherwise, uh, other things from ninety five sleep tracking. Uh, yeah, I mean, like th- this is interesting because, like you mentioned, this has been leaked already since iOS thirteen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's something they're working on. I wonder what the reason is why it hasn't been released so far. I wonder if it's a battery constraint. I mean, could be battery, could be accuracy, right? Yeah. Apple might yeah. want to do. Maybe it's it's already been kind of in air quotes done for a while. Yeah. But they wanted to do the same kind of cl- clinical or clinic like studies. Yeah. For yeah. for evaluating their results, right? Apple mm-hmm. always shows those kind of people in weird masks doing um like doing, ru- running with uh, like, yeah on, yeah, on, on like, like masks that measures yeah, their yeah and cycling and t- to kind of show how how accurate their their yeah. evaluation is and those kind of things. I always wonder what those people who are in those labs do. On their everyday, during their everyday, <laughs> is this something? Is no, they, this their they, they run twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. Or is this just some Apple employee that just didn't have a Jira ticket assigned? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. 
This is just the gym that they're providing. Oh. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. I, I think you're right. It's but it might be that, right? Maybe yeah, it has extensive testing, I guess. Yeah, so maybe it, it was in the iOS 13 code just because mm -hmm. they did testing and now they're actually planning on releasing it. Who yeah. knows? But uh, there there's such a myriad of reasons why things make it into builds at Apple. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, sleep tracking seems like a low-hanging fruit. I mean, sleep tracking apps have been since forever like one of the best-selling apps on the App Store. Yeah, I mean, that was a thing people used already before there was an Apple Watch. Exactly. Like people had like their phone that they put in, in bed with them to mm. measure how much they're moving. Mm. Um, yeah, I think people care weirdly much about their sleep patterns. <laughs> I mean, it, it's good data to get, but I don't know how many people action on that. Mm. Um, but I think if Apple does this, I assume they would also want to give you a lot of recommendations based on your sleep patterns. So that could be really interesting. Mm. Yeah. But um, I mean, it yeah. probably sucks for for uh, some of the sleep apps that are currently yeah. in the store. Um, yeah. But who knows? Who knows how how detailed Apple's would be? And if it's, you know, even auto sleep, they're not even requiring a watch. A watch just gives you more insight. But you could also just... Use the how long have I not used my phone yeah. as an indicator yeah. and those kind of things. I, I, I would assume Apple's kind of focusing on the Apple Watch with that. Okay, so you don't think they would provide a standalone standalone feature for this on the phone? No, I I, I mean, again, I, I, I assume this will be an Apple Watch feature. You wear yeah. your watch, you get sleep tracking. Yeah. Mm. Another thing related to sort of health would be the new fitness app that's mm. been... Now we're going into the Mac rumors uh, uh, leaks. <laughs> Um, yeah. Um, so this was, uh, it's, it's basically talk about there being a fitness app that would provide things like fitness videos and like mm -hmm. instructions on how to work out. Um, seems to be related to the Apple Watch as well. In like it, the Apple Watch would give you some instructions on what to do, but I feel like Probably this would work TV for the phone. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This would work like. I mean, video is perfect to watch on the phone or on the on the TV or on an iPad mm -hmm. uh, or anything with a screen. That's probably not an Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. um, but I was interested in what you think the market, the 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 revenue model would be for this. I mean, who, first of all, who provides the videos? I Second could, of all, who makes how would they make money off this? I mean, it depends, right? One scenario is the uh, Apple Fitness Plus, and it's another subscription. Yeah. Or it could just be a selling point for Apple devices, where Apple, because realistically, producing certain fitness videos is not going to be a significant impact on Apple's bottom line. So, but Apple, who do do you think people at Apple would produce the videos? Then I, I would totally see that Apple has a set of videos. It's probably oh, okay. not going into all details, right? Okay, I was thinking it's like they are communicating with someone who is a fitness expert or an influencer in the space and they are working together to do this and then there might be some revenue going to the person uh, if it would be a subscription model so part of the revenue would go to the um the person making the videos and part of it would go i don't to know apple. apple doesn't do a lot of collaboration on those kind of things right apple tv shows are technically collaborations with their people who actually make tv shows right but it's still <laughs> i was no one's more... saying this is this is that production company's tv show yeah. it's I mean, basically this is not... the apple tv plus i don't think this was very successful but apple music had like a creators tab mm -hmm. uh, where they had some more information about the people who make who made music and i think they had videos from the creators there as well like mm -hmm. maybe it could be sort of like that i mean it could also just be two two options right you you have apple's kind of fitness type things mm -hmm. 
uh, like Apple's routines to kind of work across all your devices, those mm -hmm. kind of things. And then there's also a store where you can download like your specific yoga routine or your uh, high intensity workout mm -hmm. or your body weight exercise. I, you know, there's so many workout type activities. It's yeah. probably not that Apple would cater for all of those. So having some kind of uh, so how much do you think that would be do you think people would just like how much content would it be would people just provide their videos or would it be more like instructions on how many reps and like check boxes in the days you worked out i don't know, I yeah. don't know. but oh, who knows uh, realistically it's probably going to start with apple doing their stuff yeah i just feel the like future, they haven't they really provided that type of content before i mean so. at WWDC, you have the, the fitness sessions you know, yeah, they have the true. runs and they're, 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 you who, know. Uh, who do, who organizes that? Is that in collaboration with someone? No, that's Apple. Okay. Mm. I mean, yeah. Apple, I mean, sometimes they have like famous people that, that run some of the workouts or certain people from Apple. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, Apple focuses so much on health and fitness stuff. I, yeah. And maybe this is what in. the, maybe this is the full time job that the people have who are doing the labs. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> uh, no, but I think this would be interesting and I would definitely use it. Uh, I think it would be really, mm. really fun to sh test it out. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, in general, um, we we haven't spoken about that, but the health and activity app they keep getting better a lot. Like, mm. yeah, you keep on asking me about different heart rate, uh, heart related data mm -hmm. that I I didn't know was in the heart app. I know Th there's, there's so many things being added there. Yeah. So if you haven't looked at the health app in a while, it's so much better now. There are mm. a lot more indications of like general trends and do things get better or worse mm -hmm. uh there are way more data points that are being collected about your your heart health and other parts that that haven't been there uh and for, as far as i can tell they haven't really been advertised yeah, much how anywhere did you find out i just about look in the app every now and then and okay. see the new things i'm like all right what does that tell me yeah because um, i think those are really interesting i'm surprised they're not promoting it more mm. But it's it's getting so much better. Even mm. even like activities where you have trends and whether your activity is going up or down. Yeah, and I like there. There's one where you can see your average speed going up. So like if your walking pace has mm -hmm. been going, it has been getting better. I think that's uh, it's it's just fun to see this because Apple has all that data. So mm. it's great that they're starting to surface a bit more mm. of it. And and a fitness app just kind of fits into that, right? Yeah. And you yeah. have health, activity, and fitness. Mm. And fitness is kind of an instructional exercise type thing. Yeah. And I definitely think it will make, if it's something that you would, if you as a user would benefit a lot from having an Apple Watch when you're using those videos, I think that would be a big selling point for the Apple Watch as well. But also just having more, like even for us, right? When we're, when we're doing, when we're exercising at home, there are mm. certain things that the Apple Watch is just not good at, like planking. Yeah. It's, it's kind yeah. of because the watch <laughs> doesn't know about it. Yeah. It it turns itself off every now and then. And mm -hmm. you you know, when you're doing like Or even longer, if you yeah. When you do a longer plank, it's kinda annoying that you watched you know, I, I don't know how much you're struggling towards the end, but I tend to <laughs> look at my watch and count down or watch the last few seconds to take down mm -hmm. before I collapse. Uh, and yeah. if that would be actually part of a routine, even if it's mm. kind of customizable mm -hmm. or part of a routine where you're just saying how long planking you, you kind of desire yeah. to do. And the watch would actually be able to dynamically then show you the, like knowing what you're doing rather than it being mm -hmm. a generic workout, right? And actually showing you when it's 
time starts ticking down and kind of yeah. have better indications of those kind of routine type workout uh, uh, tasks. Mm-hmm. That would be that would that alone would be great. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like planking speci- specifically is also something that is a very unique type of workout because you are very curious about the time, but it's also not that long time. Like I think the most I would be planking is up to two minutes. And it's hard to, you can't really start a two minute workout. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just not really meant for that. So mm-hmm. if you could have like those type of intervals, I know there are probably third party apps that do this, but if you could have that natively, that would mm-hmm. be really good. Yeah, I agree. I have two more things that I find interesting. Okay. Uh, that, do you yeah. have any more or? Uh, specifically for iOS 14? For the kind of leak, week um, of leaks so far? I was interested in the Apple tags. Um, anything specific because i think the only thing that's new is like you can remove the battery and i believe that it has leaked before at some point too okay no i was thinking it seems like there will at least be an sdk i don't know if it will be open for anyone but it seems like you should it seems like they're working together with starbucks to make it a bit more accessible like actually have vendors have those tags Mm -hmm. and i think that could be really interesting if you see more and more stores and like shopping malls using those things. Uh, we, we spoke t- about been. that to Oblivion, right? Yeah. About like being in stores and you can order and things, people know where you are and they can bring it to you, those kind of things mm. that are all very possible with this kind of stuff. I mean, Apple already uses that to some extent in their own stores mm. uh, with Bluetooth-based uh, location stuff. And I mean, Bluetooth has its own problems mm. and the ultra-wideband would fix a lot of those. So it's definitely interesting and, and seems inevitable for apple to do but again it's a trade-off between privacy and those kind of things right yeah yeah so it makes sense that it would start off being probably experiment and like first experiment will probably be apple and Mm -hmm. certain partners and then kind of gradually expanding to like public places yeah 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 no that was pretty much the only thing from the from the leaks well well, what did you want to talk about i find uh handwriting recognition interesting you know, Apple did that with the Newton, not, uh, mm-hmm. not super successfully, where handwriting uh, was kind of the the input style, and that kind of didn't go super well all the time. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting. I, I expect it to be similar to to other things like the podcast. Um, you know how Apple now uses um, actually listens to the podcast and tries oh, yeah. to kind of yeah. transcribe them, but yeah. not to make the 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 transcription human readable but more to make it searchable but this would be a lot bigger than that this would actually make it human readable and it would actually detect what you're writing and change it into actual text is that what it was that's what i yeah that's what i read so you write something by hand and then let's say you want to send email you write it by hand and then it will be transcribed to like helvetica okay and then you can send a better looking email than your than your handwriting (laughs) hey No, I actually have the worst handwriting. Yeah, I was just thinking, I wonder if it's even going to work work with yours and mine. Yeah, probably not. Like, I think both of us have terrible handwriting. We're like the perfect test cases. (laughs) (laughs) Only supported with a brand new iPad Pro because it uses so much computer to figure out what we're trying to scribble there. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. Will be interesting. I don't mm -hmm. know um, how well that will work. So far, handwriting OCR stuff always for me worked at best to make it indexable, but not to for it to be usable as a transcription tool. Yeah, what else did you say you were interested in? Um, so there the, were two things. The last thing for me was the iMessage upgrades. 
So to to get like a lot of slacky oh, features like this. at mentions, um, group chat typing indicators. Um, Is there no typing indicator in group chat at the moment? No, only no. in two people chats. Okay. Like, yeah. Then marking as unread and um, like having user statuses where you can say, hey, I'm currently, uh, I don't know, getting lunch. And then you kind of shown as inactive. Oh, that's cool. Um, and... Uh, retracting messages where you can say, hey, this is no longer relevant. Mm. So those kind of things I think mm. are kind of cool because we do use iMessage for in, like we're, we're on quite a few group messages, right? Yeah, yeah. And group messages always felt a bit more, I mean, sometimes they kind of separate and they come back together. It's a bit weird mm. sometimes. I w- yeah, I would love if there are threads as well. Yeah. That would be great. But like, I mean, any kind of improvements to iMessage I think are kind of cool because I do use iMessage mm. a lot. It's mm-hmm. probably in my top 10 most used apps, I would say, on my uh, on my Apple devices. So kind of improvements to that. Mm-hmm. Like having end mentions in a group chat are kind of cool. Um, I, yeah. I think that could be... Like even... I mean, let's see if we have it this year. But like for DubDub mm-hmm. week, like all the people that you tend to hang out with, put them all in a group and kind of have a group chat for those kind of things. It's kind of nice. You can do that already, but it's it's better to... You know, at the moment... Because there's no differentiation. Like every message mm-hmm. in that group, you get a notification for. Yeah, yep. It's kind of annoying. Yep. And being able to kind of say, look, only only, only ping it, ping yeah. me if I'm actually being explicitly mentioned yeah. would be kind of good to for me to be more willing to be in more group discussions <laughs> on that. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So yeah, I think that's that be really interesting. good. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's all so far. I mean, it's Tuesday, Tuesday evening. Who knows what what will be found in the next few days. Yeah, I think they've been saying that they're going to continue releasing new and new information of what they have in this update mm. or in this leak. But yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't know how those things keep happening. <laughs> Either way, I'll, I'm looking forward to see what actually makes it into iOS 14. Mm. Would be great if they have any more information about Swift UI changes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm most interested in, <laughs> especially on macOS though. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's pretty unlikely. So if someone wants Sorry to, to break it to you, yeah. So if someone wants to leak a uh, macOS 10.16 build restricted to uh, Swift UI, I would be okay being the recipient of that. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, mm. we'll see. We'll yeah. see what else is coming out in the next few days. Yeah. Um, we recorded way longer already than I thought we would. So should we skip? Should we skip the rest of the topics? Keep them for next week and mm. do things of the week. Okay, the App Store update review guideline, update review. Yeah, guideline. we'll talk okay. about App Store updated review guidelines next week, and Martin explaining how how certain types of watch things work and <laughs> okay. our now you're our app. To this. Yeah, we are committed to all of that, and then we usually do. I think we committed to things last week. I don't even remember. Yeah, we talked. We, uh, we talked about that. We sh- will talk. We mentioned that we'll talk about Facebook Lightspeed if it's still relevant and interesting. I yeah. still think it is interesting. I'm not sure if it's relevant. No. Um, but I think we'll have to skip it. Yeah. Maybe next week. We'll see. We'll see. Loosely it's it's always good to have a backlog. I know. Yeah. Loosely committing to nothing. Yeah. Especially with those items that are very, really not time sensitive. <laughs> so that's good. Cool. All let's, right. Thanks for week. Yeah. Let's move on to things. Let me start. I haven't started in a long time. Okay. And I'm very excited about this, yeah. this, this, this one. I can't wait to hear it. 
So this week. Oh my- no, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> no, this will be super exciting. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be negative. <laughs> it's just I heard a lot about this already. But please go ahead. Uh, I'll keep it short. Yeah, um, sure, sure. So, uh, um. Frequent listeners might know that we recently had issues with our Airport Extreme, and we're on this uh, multi-week hunt for a uh, router replacement. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried a lot of different ones from different manufacturers with different firmwares, and I was kind of not happy for a long time. And it was always just one router that was like, it's kind of unnecessarily expensive, but it I, it sounds like it would do all the things I want. And that was the Asus RT-AX88U. Um, which is a, I think, 400-ish dollars um, uh, Wi-Fi router. <laughs> How do you not know the price? I, I ordered one on Amazon. And I was like, all right, if it if it doesn't, if it's not great and fixes all my problems, if not, I just send it back. And I installed it. It barely fit into our network cabinet. Uh, I we, think you spent like three hours trying to fit that. Yeah, so, so I thought, all right, probably not going to keep it anyway. So I just set it up on my table. Um, where I definitely couldn't keep it. Connect everything and see how things go. Connect everything, say, turn on IPv6, and everything worked. It's like it got an IPv6 address, did uh, DNS6, did all the things correctly. Um, the the network connectivity throughout our entire apartment was was perfect. We had basically full speed throughout the entire entire apartment on our all apartment devices. Is not very big. <laughs> I know, but that's why I thought it wouldn't be so hard to find something, right? I know, that's true. But like all the devices got like our full, full actual network speed uh, or our connection to the internet. We got that speed through on, on essentially all devices, had no flakiness uh, for, for days. I was like, ah, oh, damn it. I guess we're keeping it. Tried to put it in the network cabinet, didn't fit. It's like, oh no, finally found one that, that, that solves all the problems. Um, told myself why it is the right one to keep and then it didn't fit so i rearranged our entire network cabinet uh got an as you do i mean other option would have been moving so. yeah that was also on the table mm-hmm. um yeah rearranged the network cabinet actually got a shelf in in the network cabinet and kind of moved some things around and now it fits <laughs> and now we have amazing amazing wi-fi it's been solid for i don't know a couple of weeks now still getting updates like firmware updates which is great it, it works on all devices had not one issue at all um we had our internet service provider having a line line failure at once and it just said that like it like the airport extreme wasn't great at error handling error scenarios mm-hmm. and this one just sent me a notification said hey looks like your internet provider doesn't give you an ip address i know that anymore. was actually really like, nice well that's mm-hmm. pretty good uh they have an app Asus app. It looks like uh, <laughs> it looks like you would expect a network app to look. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, it's not it's not looking like a nice app, but it works and <laughs> it works fairly reliable. And it does native. I mean, it doesn't look like a native app, but it seems to actually use native elements. So, like swiping back through menus actually works, and like navigation stack kind of things work as you would expect. Mm-hmm. Tap bars are tap bars. They work like tap bars. So it does all the things right. It like stylistically questionable, but it works really like usability wise. It, it's it's really there, which is which is quite nice. Hmm. Um, so I, I overall I cannot recommend it highly enough. Uh, the Asus RT AX eighty eight U. So if you're looking for an Airport Extreme 
um, replacement and you're not, I don't know, scared off by the design of the router or yeah. the app or anything else. But and if you're not looking for a mesh network, I think that's something worth but mentioning. But Asus even has, this router does work with Asus's mesh. Oh, okay. So even that okay. is, is an option. Okay. Uh, well, there's nothing stopping anyone then. Yeah. And mm. even their, their, their firmware, like for like their web user interface, like it, it is, not complicated it is easy to use it's it's fairly fast it responds quickly it has all the options you would expect and then some um it's just overall a really 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 solid router and it has usb3 ports so if you use the airport extreme as a um, time machine backup location mm-hmm. it can actually do that you can just connect a usb3 hard drive or ssd or whatever to the thing and use it as a um time machine destination and just kind of works with that as well so overall cannot recommend it highly enough <laughs> I'm, cool. I'm very happy <laughs> i know i know and you, you would try so many different ones and you spend a lot of time looking into it and you wouldn't think it's that hard to find something that works throughout our whole apartment considering that it's not that big yeah um, but also just like uh, some of them were just they were fine they were fine they were fine they were fine and all of a sudden like everything like pings went up like crazy and mm. throughput went down it's like well, i didn't do anything nothing happened it just for some reason decided to flake out for a little bit and network to me is kind of it feels like a utility like water or he- yeah, heating electricity you know you, you you want consistent water pressure you want yeah. you know you want your heating to turn on when you say on and and you want your wi-fi and your network at home to just work mm. and this router does exactly that and mm. And that just feels nice to have. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, four hundred dollars for something you use probably more than anything else. Yeah, and realistically, like, I feel like we're gonna keep this for five to ten years. Yeah, I mean, I have uh, no desire to replace this anytime soon. Yeah. So yeah, overall, just seems like a really good solid option. If if I mean, I, I like the Airport Extreme too, but had to upgrade at some point because that one would start getting flaky, mm-hmm. and. Uh, this one seems like a pretty solid uh, replacement. Yeah, yeah. Cool. So what's your boring pick comparatively? Yeah, uh, mine is very different, which is cool. Um, I pick a pair of sneakers. Woohoo! Um, I have picked a pair of sneakers from Allbirds before. Um, <laughs> it's, it's shoes that are made from very interesting materials. Uh, the ones I'm picking this time is uh, the Women's Wool Runner Um the high top ones. Uh, it's called women's ro- women's wall runner up missiles. So these are missiles. Miss missiles. How do you say that? However you want to say it. <laughs> um, so these are shoes that are made out of wool primarily, and that sounds a bit weird, uh, but they are actually really comfortable. They're not itchy at all. Um, but the benefit of them being wool is that they are uh, like first of all they are very good for the environment you're not you're not using plastic and they're also quite good at being breathable so it keeps your foot warm at the same time as you're not sweating and you 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 you, you stay um like dry and you can be even be barefoot on these because they are uh, really good at minimizing odor um and the, because they're also wool on the inside right yeah they're wool on the inside too and i was worried that this would be itchy but it's really not, and I'm usually very sensitive, but they are really, really comfortable. Um, I usually wear them with socks around this time of year because it's cold outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and But the cool thing with these is that they are water-resistant. Um, they're not perfectly water 
proof. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say that you can like stand in a puddle for an hour and you will be fine, but you can definitely walk out in the rain and the wet weather and step through puddles um, and, and you're going to stay um, dry for the most part. And like if you just walk in rain, these are perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I really like them. They're really warm, really cozy. They look really, really neat as well. So like, even if you want to wear something comfortable when you are, um, at something like at, at a meetup or I guess in an office that has a little bit more of a dress code, like they still look fine. Um, and uh, yeah, it doesn't look like you're going to go out for a run. They're actually quite like really, really nice looking shoes, I think. Um, and, uh, fun fact, the bottoms, the outer sole is also, um, carbon negative, mm. which is interesting. So it's made from sugar canes. Cool. Mm. And if you happen to work in the uh, Bay Area <laughs> and you want to see them, you probably have a 50% probability that they're currently on your feet or uh, at least in a co-worker, if you work in tech, at a co-worker within arm's reach. <laughs> so uh, also... Apart from this time of year because uh, yeah. people work from home. I forgot. Unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. So uh, most people in tech currently do not need shoes because they're not leaving their place anymore but otherwise anyways, that's my pick of the week or nice. my thing of the week they are pretty warm so like now summer is starting to come but if you're in australia it might be a perfect option for you <laughs> yeah all right cool mm. let's call an episode uh and then get some food and and talk about all those exciting topics we didn't make next week i know the sooner we hang up, the sooner it is next week and we can talk about That's it. That's not how it works. No? No. <laughs> oh, damn it. Not how time works. Uh.